the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Difference Makers on True Talk 800. My name is Mike Lee, and our very special guest on the line right now from Minnesota is the founder and president of Olive Tree Ministries. Jan Markell is the host of Understanding the Times, heard 8 a.m. Saturdays and 5 p.m. Sundays on True Talk 800, and now also Thursday afternoons from 1 to 2. You can also hear Understanding the Times Sundays at noon on 93.9 KPDQ, Welcome, Jan Markell. How are you today? Mike, thank you for having me. appreciate it. It's always a privilege to have you aboard with your expertise and your insights. So tell us, what's new on Olive Tree Ministries' front? Well, you know, we try to um, help people understand the times, contend for the faith, and become watchmen on the wall. And uh, understanding the times today is getting more and more difficult just because our times are so tumultuous. And unless we... It kind of track them from, from based on what the Bible has predicted. You know, they can make little sense, and and beyond that, they can be extremely depressing. I think that's the most frequent feedback that uh, this ministry gets is from people who are disheartened, discouraged, and just they just don't know how to how to really to cope with um, some of the headlines that are going on today. And we read about some of the brutalities in the Middle East and our Christian brothers and sisters being persecuted so seriously. We see things deteriorating in our own country um, on every level. And you, you just try, you try to keep up with what's happening, and it's sort of like every day your breath is taken away with a new shocking headline that comes out from Washington, you name it, wherever it's coming from. It comes from any part of the country any part of the world, and, and every day it's just getting more and more difficult for really uh, righteous Christians to be able to, well, to be able to cope and to be able to um, connect all the dots and try to have it make sense, because I think, as someone once said to me, she feels like she's fell down a hole into Alice in Wonderland's world, and it's, the whole world is being run by the Mad Hatter, and I agree, but the Bible did predict such a time it would be a last generation. It would be characterized by perilous times, and we're in them. Oh, that's for sure. While the expression goes, there's nothing new under the sun, yes. it certainly uh-huh. seems like it's so much more difficult to be a Christ-profession Christian nowadays than it was in the past. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Um, we f- we face so many challenges. Just, I mean, even coming from our own from our own government, I mean— to, to try to be um, a, a, a dynamic, out-front Christian who's not ashamed of their faith, and I don't know too many Christians, frankly, who are ashamed of their faith, but it's just like we get put down every opportunity that that there is to have us put down. We get we, we feel put down. We feel marginalized. We told, we're told we have to do this or we can't do this. 
uh, there's a new uh, rule and a new regulation for this and that. And and as I go back to my opening statement, folks are discouraged, disillusioned, disheartened, and they're just brokenhearted. And at the same time, what brings you hope? What stops you, Jan Markell, the host of Understanding the Times, from getting really depressed at the everyday news that continues? Well, Mike, I, I have to I have to be a defender of God's um, eschatological word, and that is the fact that the Bible is the roadmap for the day in which we live. It's been a roadmap for millennia, but it's a very specific roadmap for what it calls the last days or the end times. And I believe we're in them, and the Bible says that certain things will happen, that the, these so-called last days will be characterized by certain events that are going on, that we should focus on the Middle East, we should focus on the nation of Israel, we should focus on the decline of society, the decline of character, but that at the end of this scenario, there is the glorious return of our Lord Jesus Christ, and I believe that's going to be in our generation. And at that point, the church is taken home to heaven, and we escape this terrible, terrible tragic scenario down here, and we begin a life that has no end. And, and, and you know, Mike, that whole concept of life without end is pretty hard for, for us to grasp because it's a different dimension, and it is exactly that, life without end, but it's uh, on those glorious streets of gold, and, and uh, a whole lot more than that we don't have time to go into. One of the things I love about hosting Difference Makers, Jan, is speaking with regular Christ followers like yourself who are just trying to make a difference in this world. And in the case of understanding the times, could you give some of our newer listeners just the big picture, the view from 30,000 feet up of what exactly is understanding the times and what do you stand for? It says in uh, 2 Chronicles 12 that God was pleased with the sons of Issachar who understood the times and I think that we have a vast sea of humanity today who are running from our times because they're too troubling. And I, and I don't believe the Christian has the, the privilege of doing that. I believe the Christian is called to understand the times and also to contend for the faith because we're also in a day of rampant apostasy. But I, I honestly believe God wants, in spite of how difficult it is, he wants us to be looking at the issues of the day from a biblical perspective, and that's what makes it different. If you can look at the issues of the day, if you can look at what's happening, um, be it uh, be it in our government, be it in in you know politics, be it in the church, whatever, from a biblical perspective, because that'll shine a light on everything that's going on, and everything will suddenly make sense. But you've got to interpret it from. Um, as I said, God was pleased with the sons of Issachar, who they lived in troubled times as well, but they took time to understand the times, and God wants the church to do the same today. And I think what's going on in a lot of churches and a lot of individual lives is um, the church today, not all of them, but too many of them, want to make their people feel really comfortable, and so they'll avoid the topics that are going to help them get through our difficult times, and so folks aren't really equipped. And that's why they gravitate to a ministry like Olive Tree Ministries and the program that we're talking about. Um, it is because we help, we'll help them understand these very difficult times. So do you believe that the modern church often avoids these issues? And yes. In a 
sense almost encourages the regular churchgoers to bury their heads in the sand exactly. over certain issues. That's my point. Absolutely. Bury their head in the sand. Um, in, in the process, the messages are feel-good, they're seeker-friendly, and, and, and I mean, sometimes that, that's okay to a point, but I think that the, the congregation is just starving as a result of this that's going, going on all across the country. Absolutely. You, you, you just hit it, um, Grand Slam. So why do you believe that the modern church is often so slow to talk about modern issues? Well, I th- again, I think the modern church, and it's patterned itself after some of our more popular teachers, and that is they've been trained to keep their congregation feeling good about everything, about themselves even, even feeling good about their own spiritual condition. This is this is why um, it says in so many verses in the Bible, Second Timothy and so many places, it talks about the end-time church being a church that's going to be characterized more by apostasy than revival. As a matter of fact, revival I don't think is found until the tribulation, but apostasy is rampant. Uh, apostasy and then spinning off from that would be the teaching of gospel light and the things that are not going to allow the church person to grow in their faith and to contend for the faith and to understand the times. How many pulpits are talking about, let's just say, the abortion issue, the gay agenda? How many are talking about the Middle East crisis? How many are talking about... Um, the role Israel plays today. I don't think you'll find too many churches who want to go down those paths. I just don't think you'll find it. If you had an audience, a captive audience right now, of people who were not yet calling themselves churchgoers or Christ followers, can you address them with just a sense of hope? Oh, yes. Well, and I have to throw in a word here for me to be able to do that, and, and it's, it's a term that can offend some people. It's simply called the rapture of the Church, the rapture of the Church, which is, um, I believe, imminent at any moment experience, and that is when, again, Jesus Christ takes the Church with him uh, to heaven before the outbreak of what's known as the Tribulation and the Great Tribulation, and the Bible calls in, in uh, Titus, the book of Titus, the Bible calls the rapture of the church the blessed hope. And that is why, and that is the tragedy that the pulpit has dropped this topic, because it is indeed the hope that the, the church has, uh, is to be looking for this glorious appearing of our Lord Jesus Christ. And that is imminent, which is a word that means at any moment. And I believe that truly it, it could happen today. Jan, could you encourage our modern church right now? Maybe someone's heartstrings have been plucked by our conversation today about wanting to see things through the lens of the Bible. Can you address perhaps the average church that might be spending more of its emphasis on entertainment and programs than on truth and hope despite the circumstances of the day? Well, you know, my, my program that aired on your station and, and many, many others, I, I featured Ann Graham Lotz, and she and I talked about this very topic. And, and she so beautifully addressed everyone who's hurting out there, which is such a legion of people. It's almost it's stunning if we were to actually take a poll of how many listeners are hurting, whether it's you know, divorce, illness, some tragedy that's come into their life. And, I mean, those kinds of tragedies are simply endless. The sudden death, nobody expected. And the heartache and the heartbreak that's going on across the world is simply stunning. And um, as Anne was summarizing our 
40-minute interview, um, and she's such a wonderful encourager, and she always uh, puts the focus back on the need for prayer, as I would as well, um, the need for focusing on um, what the Bible says again about our times, which we've already talked about, um, and about the hope of heaven. And if there's anything I can encourage your listeners with, it would be what Ann and I talked about, and that is the hope of heaven. And that is when the Lord Jesus will wipe away every tear from every eye of every listener who's listening right now, and they may even be in tears right now because of a trial they're going through. Um, the Lord is there now, but the Lord will be there, really be there face-to-face one of these days. And I believe that maybe soon, sooner rather than later for some people, maybe today for some people, as they're facing something or even illness that's going to take them in the coming days. So as long as we know the Lord Jesus Christ is our Lord and our Savior, we have all the hope that, uh, just look at the kind of hope that we have that the unbelieving world knows nothing of and how, what, a, what an incredible concept that is. Thank you so much, founder and president of Olive Tree Ministries, Jan Markell, for joining us today. Thank you, Mike. I appreciate it so much. You're very welcome. Listen to Understanding the Times on 93.9 KPDQ, Sundays at noon, and also on True Talk 800, 8 a.m. Saturdays, 5 p.m. Sundays, and also now 1 p.m. on Thursdays, right here on True Talk 800. The president, CEO, and co-founder of Family Life, Dennis Rainey, and Bob Lapine next. You're listening to Difference Makers on True Talk 800. Hello, friends. Mike Lee here, the Director of Local Ministries at 93.9 KPDQ, True Talk 800, 104.1 The Fish, and our sister station, 93.1 El Rey. It is a delight and privilege to be here online with Dennis Rainey and Bob Lapine, who you know as the co-hosts of Family Life today. Dennis Rainey is the president, CEO, and co-founder of Family Life, and Bob Lapine is the senior VP and chief creative officer at Family Life. They are a ministry of Campus Crusade for Christ, a 501c3 nonprofit corporation. And gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us today. How are you, Bob and Dennis? It's great to be with you, and I'm doing great. Yeah, we're good, Mike. Thanks for having us on. Yeah, and I'm just wondering why, why Family Life today isn't your ministry of every month. It could be <laughs> ministry of the year, perhaps. I don't know how 11 <laughs> other ministries go. might feel about I, that. I hate to self-appoint us here, but... Uh, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll go ahead and write it. We'll write the note on your behalf, okay? We'll send one to MacArthur and send one to, to there, Swindoll yeah. and all the rest and yeah. just say, hey, we've taken over KPDQ. Yeah. I'm sure they'll be fine with that, right? <laughs> I guess we'll charm yeah, that up. I both know. Yeah, you know they'll be fine with that. <laughs> that well, goes we for love the to come. Uh, have not because you ask not department, right? Yeah, <laughs> <That's> exactly. Right. <laughs> there you go. Of course, um, we enjoy listening to Family Life here in the Portland market on 93.9 KPDQ, weekday mornings at 930 and also 1 a.m. Mondays through Saturdays. If you'd like more information on the ministry itself, you can check them out on Facebook, on Twitter, follow them at Family Life ORG, and make sure you check out their incredible website, FamilyLife.com, which is chalk filled with so many marriage and family resources. I can't even begin to explain. Their number is 1 800 FL Today, which is also 1 800 358 6329. So, gentlemen, as the co-hosts of Family Life today, how long has it been for you, and how do you get along when the mics are off? 
It's been a long time, Mike. <laughs> it is really feels like it's grim. Oh, it feels like it's been <laughs> decades. I guess it has been decades. It That's why been. it feels that we we coming um, up on twenty three years. We launched Family Life Today in November of nineteen ninety two on a network of twenty two radio stations, and uh, for just about every Monday through Friday of the last twenty three years, we've been here together. Uh, with practical biblical help for marriages and families, talking to some of the the best guests we could find, and and uh, really encouraging listeners around what we think is the most important relationship you have here on earth: your relationship with your spouse, and then your relationship with your kids. Amen to that, uh, Dennis. We're going to start off with you. Could you give us a bit of your history of how you got involved with Campus Crusade for Christ and family life in the first place? Well, I, I was a college uh, junior uh, as I transferred from a small junior college in southwest Missouri to the Harvard of the Ozarks, which is uh, the <laughs> University of Arkansas, in case you didn't know there, Mike, up in the northwest. Uh, and I was on a spiritual journey. I mean, God had gotten my attention through the Book of Romans that summer, and I literally moved from being a mission field in need of people coming to me and uh, explaining the Bible to me to becoming a a missionary, somebody on mission. And uh, I went to the University of Arkansas looking at it as an opportunity to make an impact for Jesus Christ, got involved in Campus Crusade for Christ. That was the name then. It's now Crew. And as a student, I grew like a weed. I mean, I just uh, soaked up all the teaching from Scripture, the the idea of being on mission, sharing Christ with my fellow classmates uh, at the University of Arkansas, uh, joined staff with the high school ministry upon graduation, and uh, worked in the high school ministry for five years, then went to Dallas Theological Seminary and um, studied everything that Dr. Howard Hendricks uh, taught. He taught for over 60 years, and one of the things he taught was all about the Christian family, Christian home, and it, I caught the disease. I thought, you know, this is where this is where the world is attacking today, and we need some ministries that help build up marriages and families. And so in 1976, um, we started Family Life with no dream of ever being on the radio. Uh, we started with a marriage preparation conference, and uh, that now grew to a, a marriage conference called The Weekend to Remember that has trained, uh, along with the other events we've held, well over 3 million people over the last 38 years. And uh, it's been a real privilege, Mike. It's been a, an incredible journey. Barbara and I have had a great time doing it, not without our challenges as we've raised our own six kids and uh, watch our, our kids now raise our 21 grandkids. Uh, we're having a lot of fun, but we're on mission and on task, what we believe is the task of the hour. That's fantastic. How has it been for Barbara in particular being Mrs. Dennis Rainey of Family Life, I'm curious. <laughs> well, you'd have to ask her that question. But, uh, you know, I, I think we have shared together and been partners in ministry all these years. Uh, uh, a leader's wife um, really carries a lot of weight that people don't ever see mm-hmm. because she's keeping the home fires burning and, and helping uh, keep the leader uh, like I am uh, – properly um, uh, aimed as I go through life and not let me outrun outrun the sheep that I'm leading, both here at Family Life, but also at home. And uh, fortunately, I understood early on that Barbara was a gift to me from God, and I needed to listen carefully to what she had to say. And now her advice is the most important advice I get on a daily basis. And 
I think we've been partners in ministry, but I'd have to say that the, the battle of the schedules and raising a family at the same time with a growing ministry has been a huge challenge. After 19 happy years of marriage for me and Pam, it never ceases to amaze me, Dennis Rainey, how many times Pam just has a gut feeling about something or especially someone that I don't sense. And yet, if I go with her gut, the vast majority of the time, God uses that insight and wisdom beyond my own head and heart to really protect me in a lot of cases from things I might have stumbled into. So have you found a lot of that along the lines with you and Barbara? Oh, yeah. Have there been things that she's pointed out that you just really didn't feel, but a little down the line, you had to admit, you know what? She must have sensed something and something good. Yeah. Yeah. And in fact, so much so that that I don't make uh, major decisions uh, of any kind without consulting her and talking with her about it. Uh, I want her to to meet the people that uh, we hire here at Family Life. Uh, We've got close to 400 people who work full-time here in this ministry, uh, building effectively building godly marriages and families. And um, I want her to to be a part of the decision and uh, speak into my life around that. So did you grow up in a church-going family, Dennis Rainey of Family Life? Where did your faith become your own? I'm curious. Well, I did grow up in a in a um, in a Baptist uh, believing <laughs> family. My mom and dad both taught Sunday school class. My mom taught a class called Baptist Training Union (B T U), and uh, it was really in her her class that uh, I first the gospel finally cl- first clicked with me and got my attention as a, a seven year old. Uh, I didn't really start growing, however, until I was about 20 years of age and, and better under, understood what what uh, the gospel meant and what redemption was all about. And uh, uh, that home, I found, uh, was a great foundation in my life uh, just to go to the bank on, on a daily basis. My dad's integrity was uh, rock solid. Uh, he lived his whole life within three miles of where he was born. And um, my dad was who, 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 what you saw was what you got. He was the real deal. And so I just, I just grew up in a, in a great family, not a perfect one, but one that introduced me to God at an early age and um, taught me the Bible and also one that lived out the Bible, practically speaking, uh, within our relationships. I think as parents, frequently we can become discouraged of the things that we see in our kids or at other times, the things we don't yet see in them. So do you have any word of encouragement in our last minute before break of, as parents, what can we look forward to and not lose hope on? Well, anytime I talk about parenting, I think of one of my favorite quotes by C.H. Spurgeon. He said, it was by perseverance, the snail reached the ark. And as parents, you just, just don't give up. Don't give in. Don't let the children take over. Don't lose heart in well-doing. Galatians chapter 6 talks about not losing heart in well-doing, for in due time you shall reap if you don't grow weary. And I think a lot of parenting is is helping an oak tree grow uh, without uh, seeing the growth on a daily basis. 
And a lot of it is by faith, and you just got to cling to the Bible and stick to your knitting and do it according to the Scriptures. I think the book of Proverbs has never been more relevant than it is today for a generation of young parents who are raising children today, whether they're um, a single-parent mom, a blended family, uh, a nuclear family uh, raising their kids. Uh, The Bible is the greatest source material for raising children of character, children who have the right sexual identity, uh, the right spiritual identity, and know how to do relationships uh, according to God's design. We're speaking with the president, CEO, and co-founder of Family Life, Dennis Rainey. More with Dennis Rainey and Bob Lapine next on True Talk 800. You're listening to Difference Makers. We're speaking with Family Life Today co-host Dennis Rainey and Bob Lapine of Family Life with more information on their wonderful website, familylife.com. Family Life is a ministry of crew, and you can listen to Family Life on 93.9 KPDQ-FM weekday mornings at 930 and also 1 a.m. Monday through Saturday. So thank you so much, Dennis Rainey and Bob Lapine, for being our very special guests today. Well, it's great to be with you, Mike, and uh, we, we are grateful to KPDQ for uh, singling us out this month and grateful for the many listeners that we've got throughout the Willamette Valley and throughout all of Oregon. As we are very proud and thankful to be blessed by so many of the ministries that Family Life is a part of, whether it's Weekend to Remember, Blended and Blessed, Art of Marriage Stepping Up, the Love It Like You Mean It Cruise, and the Mom Life Boot Camp, as well as the many books that, that you've written over the years. In particular, my wife and I loved the moments together for couples. So do you like writing versus being on the air, or are they just kind of two different animals for you, Dennis? Well, they're two different animals. Uh, They require different disciplines. Um, The book you just spoke of, um, when I was initially asked to write a a devotional for married couples, I didn't want to do it because I didn't think anybody would read it. But uh, the first one, Moments... Uh, Moments Together for Couples has sold over a half million copies, and um, I think that's terrific because uh, Barbara and I have donated all of our royalties and any proceeds from the books back to Family Life, so it helps keep uh, our broadcast uh, coming strong on this station, and and uh, it, it funds all kinds of ministries like you just uh, you just listed. But I, I appreciate you reading it. I hope it either keeps you really awake as a couple or puts you right to sleep, no, nothing in between. <laughs> Well, thank you for that, Dennis. Uh, we're going to be speaking with co-host Bob Lapine next. Bob, can you tell us about where you grew up in the first place? I grew up in the Midwest. I uh, grew up in suburban St. Louis and um, I really had a, a great growing up uh, time. I mean, I, I grew up in the 60s and the 70s and was uh, uh, was the youngest of three kids and, and really um, – it, we we were a church going family, but honestly, I don't remember hearing the gospel as we went to church in my childhood. It wasn't until I was in high school and got involved with Young Life that I first heard the gospel and first started to uh, have interest in the gospel. And then it was in in college when I uh, I committed my life to Christ and when uh, I got headed in a in a different direction than I had been prior to that. So. Uh, that's kind of the the quick story of uh, the first 20 years of my life. Well, the two of you are so good on the air together. I'm curious, Bob, what career path had you chosen before you felt led in this direction? Well, I had uh, I had grown up thinking I was going to go to law school. That was my plan 
uh, from about the sixth grade on. And when I headed off to college, a a friend of mine gave me some advice. He said, rather than studying pre-law or something that locks you into law school, he said, go ahead and study something you think you might be interested in, uh, just something that you think would be fun to study and get good grades. And and law school doesn't care whether it's pre-law or whether it's a math degree. They're just looking for people who are academically okay. So I decided to study radio and television because I thought that would be fun and spent uh, four years getting an undergraduate degree uh, at at the University of Tulsa in radio and television. And I took a summer job before I headed off to law school working at a local radio station. And halfway through the summer, I decided this was more fun than going back to school. And so I decided to postpone law school and uh, see if I could – you know, make a living in radio. And that's still my plan. I'm I'm going to go back to law school if I can't make the radio thing work. So <laughs> after how many years? Well, you know, I'm, I'll just take out a year at a time is my plan. But you're now, you've now been in radio for coming up on? My, my first full-time year was 1978. So I didn't do math in college. I have no idea how many years. I think that that's is. 37 years. It's getting close to 40 years. Yeah. Wow. Well, I, I think I, you've I done. Think, a, I don't think you're going to. I don't think you're going to be an attorney. You don't think law school? I don't think it's in the works. You've done pretty okay for yourself, Bob. And thank you for serving <laughs> on the NRB board, by the way. Uh, what you do really impacts a generation of listeners out there across the globe when you think about it. So what were some of your earlier broadcasting influences when – you were studying broadcasting, and it was a fun thing, which is not to say it's not now, well, but you get my point, right? I do. You know, I the, the reason I decided to study radio and television is because I grew up with a transistor radio under my pillow going to bed at night. I loved listening to Jack Buck and Harry Carey call the Cardinal Games in St. Louis. I loved listening to the DJs on KXOK AM 630 in St. Louis between the songs. It just sounded like they were having the most fun of anybody in town all day, every day. And I guess that was it. I just wanted a job where you just had fun all day, every day. And so uh, that's why I was I was drawn to, uh, to radio. And then, of course, I, I remember driving across Midwest Kansas at one point, and I was hearing what I thought was a local newscaster read the news, and he had this kind of an odd delivery with the news, and he would end – a story and he'd say page two and I would go, who is this guy doing, doing the news in Chanute, Kansas? Cause that's where I, th- I just thought he was local. And pretty soon I learned that was Paul Harvey, the great Paul Harvey, who just showed me how effective communication can be. Um, in fact, Mike, I, I remember sitting down with a, uh, a popular radio host in St. Louis one time And I was watching him on the air, just seeing how he did his show. And he turned off his mic and the record was playing. I said, who are you talking to when when you turn on your mic? Who are you talking to? He said, I'm talking to one person. And he told me her her name is Sally and she's 37 years old. He went on to describe this one person he was talking to. And I learned from him just in that moment that radio is a very one-to-one medium. Uh, Right now, we're talking to one listener at a time. Most of the people who are listening are alone. And so we're not talking to a, a huge group of people out there. We're talking to one person at a time. And it helps shape how how uh, radio works and how we try to do it. Every time we sit down at the kitchen table, we, we tape Family Life Today at a wooden kitchen table. We've been using this for 23 years, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, and this kitchen table is what we sit around as we 
talk about marriage and family. And we're always talking to one listener about how their marriage, their family can be stronger, healthier, more focused, um, more how, how it can thrive. That's really our goal. I love that. Uh, one of the goals I have here at KPDQ is to try to be the anti-infomercial. I want to be the level of conversation where you're at a Starbucks and you're sitting back to back with someone and you don't want to be rude, but you cannot help but to eavesdrop because something they're talking about is compelling mm. or interesting. And I think that's what you bring to our listeners with Family Life today. You're incredibly gifted, experienced, educated, and yet humble men. And that's what draws me to you, at least. So who do you listen to, Dennis Rainey and Bob Lupin, when you're flicking around the dial? Whose podcast do you like to follow? Well, I listen to Barbara. <laughs> I, I, that's who I listen to. That's my wife of 40, coming up on 43 years here. And I'll tell you what, <laughs> you know, truthfully, when I when I do listen to the radio, I, I listen to uh, – uh, to some of the national broadcasts, like uh, everybody else, uh, Fox News, I listen to to them. Um, I listen to Chuck Swindoll. Uh, I, I um, like David Jeremiah. Um, yeah, I've got I've got a number that I like to listen to. Oh, come on, throw in Alistair Begg, okay? Just, yeah, just say that you like listening to Alistair. I Begg. love to. I do love to listen to <laughs> Alistair Begg. That that uh, that Scottish accent is fantastic but it's his announcer uh, that you like oh the oh yes i'm sorry bob <laughs> yeah bob does some double duty we let him out at night and uh, he does uh, he does the uh, broadcasting uh, uh, co-host for alistair Begg as well and he sounds wonderful at it you can listen to dennis rainey and bob lapine on family life on 93.9 kpdq fm weekday mornings at 9 30 and 1 a.m mondays through saturdays more with Dennis Rainey and Bob Lapine next on True Talk 800. You're listening to Difference Makers on True Talk 800. Welcome back. Our special guests are the co-hosts of Family Life Today, heard on 93.9 KPDQ. Weekday mornings at 9.30 and 1 a.m. Monday through Saturday. It's Dennis Rainey and Bob Lapine. Gentlemen, thank you so much for joining me today. I really appreciate your company. And yucking it up, you guys seem like you have a lot of fun. If it were not for the radio thing, I bet you'd still be friends anyway. I think we would be. And if you only knew what we had to cut out of our broadcast. <laughs> I'll tell you, Mike, it's interesting. The uh, the first week of radio programs we recorded back in 1992, Dennis said something. I forget what it was. And, and I made a little joke on the end of it. And then I looked at him and said, we can edit that part out later. And he looked back at me and said, why? Let's just leave it in. And I thought... Okay, this normal, is normal normal conversation and then I told a story about getting angry with Barbara the night before and he said he stopped me and he said uh Dennis this is national radio. Yeah. Do you realize you just you just told about yourself? <laughs> and I said, "Look, if I can't apply the Bible to my very real broken self, then I don't really have much to share." Uh, with our listeners, the hope of all the broken people who are listening to this broadcast, one one person at a time, is that the Bible speaks to them in their selfishness and in times when they make a mistake and they need to ask another 
uh, their spouse uh, to forgive them and or a child to forgive them. And that's what we've tried to make as uh, really one of the hallmarks of family life today is to be biblical, practical, and also authentic. And I do have to tell you, when we're not on the air, we do still hang out together. Dennis has taken me fishing, and I took him to a DC Talk Audio Adrenaline concert years ago. So we have different interests. <laughs> we do. Head- headbanging would not be one of my one of my interests before meeting Bob, Mike. <laughs> That's very interesting. I love the fact that your friendship really comes through on the air. We were talking about your relative histories before, and Bob Lapine, you were saying that Although you were raised in a church-going family, the Word of God didn't really hit you till you were older in years and you were going to young life. Do you believe that a lot of the mainstream churches in America today are so entertainment or fellowship-driven that they kind of push the Word of God aside in ways that can be dangerous or not building those foundations for our kids to have a good faith? I heard a quote uh, the other day, and I, th- I thought it, it was a, a very appropriate quote. It said, don't, uh, don't try to lead people to the gospel with something other than the gospel. And I, I think that's a good reminder for all of us, whether it's in a local church or in a parachurch environment. I, I think we need to keep front and center that which is front and center in the Bible, and that is the message of redemption and mm-hmm. hope and reconciliation. And, you know, anybody who's ever been to a Weekend to Remember Marriage getaway knows that we have a good time and we laugh and we tell stories and and there's a lot of, uh, of fun that happens there. But we try to keep the main thing the main thing. And I think that's what is the message for churches or parachurches. Let's make sure we don't drift. We don't, uh, we don't take our eyes off that thing which ought to be primary. I think people today want to have fun. In fact, they mentioned that about our broadcast, that they enjoy laughing with us. But I also think they're looking for substance, and they're looking for help. They're looking for hope. They're looking for someone to deliver the truth of the Bible to them in a way that uh, helps them apply it in life's most important relationships, whether it be their relationship with God, their spouse, their children, their their extended family, friends. Uh, I think the Bible is the best-selling book for a reason. It It is relevant today as never before, and uh, it equips us to live our lives in the midst of this messy culture that we're in. I've never met anyone who's attended a weekend to remember who hasn't raved about it and said it was a life-changing experience. So here in the Portland area, we've got one coming up at the Red Lion Hotel. That'll be November 20th through the 22nd. So can you give... Uh, your elevator pitch to someone who hadn't heard about a Weekend to Remember event before. Why should they go? Well, the simple thing I say to folks is uh, for the same reason that you take your car into the oil change place every three to 6,000 miles and get the oil changed on your car, the reason is you want that car to, to perform. You want it to go the distance. You want to get the most mileage out of your vehicle that you can get. If you want to get maximum mileage out of your marriage and you want you want the ride to be an enjoyable ride, then you need to do regular preventive maintenance on your marriage. And the weekend to remember is a great opportunity for a husband and wife to get away, to spend some time considering what does the Bible have to say about key issues in marriage, like communication, sexual intimacy, resolving conflict, our responsibilities as husbands and wives and moms and dads. Uh, Really, really grapple with those things over a 48-hour period, a couple nights away, 
Every marriage I know comes out stronger on the other side and uh, refreshed for the journey. And and the conference is all about really several groups of people. There's one group of people that attend who are engaged, are contemplating marriage, so they get they get equipped ahead of time. Secondly, there are those who want to make a good marriage better. Uh, the vast majority of the people attending a weekend to remember have never been away for a marriage getaway like this in their entire lifetimes. Some have been married for one year, five years, 10, 20, 30, 40, 50. The record is 60 years, I, I think, uh, currently. Wow. Uh, that has attended the weekend to remember. Uh, but there's also others who have blended families that are looking for help and hope there, but also struggling marriages, those who maybe are thinking about tossing the towel in. Uh, that's a, a small percentage, but nonetheless, a group of people who attend who are looking for some hope to maybe maybe find a way out of this uh, this valley that they're in, and and find a way to make this marriage go go the distance for the sake of the kids, for the sake of of uh, the marriage. Okay, that's a pretty long elevator ride. So it we're, is. we're done there. Aren't <laughs> yeah, it? must have it been a tall, tall building. building. There you go. <laughs> I agree. So maybe it's just the fact that I'm getting older. Bob Levine and Dennis Rainey of Family Life today, but it seems like more and more my friends are having issues and difficulties, and some of them are completely blindsided. They have been uh, with the same spouse for decades. They've raised kids together. These kids have gone to college, married, moved on, and then bang, at least three of them out of the blue were left by their respective spouses. Is this just the fact that I'm getting older? Is there a new epidemic out there? Or are there preventable problems that we're not paying enough attention to over our years of marriage, especially after we have kids. Well, I, I don't think we, we we live in a culture that honors marriage today, and especially even within the community of faith uh, within churches. We don't take uh, enough time to equip people on the front end before they get married, and then as they go through their married life, we don't equip them to handle uh, the valleys, the difficulties, the challenges, financial, health, uh, battles with children that occur. And so as a result, you got all kinds of casualties, and they think they're alone in their suffering, and they uh, they desperately need to come together with other people and to find some hope and some practical help. And and uh, frankly, that's, that's why our broadcast does what it does, why The Weekend Remember has been built out to equip couples. Um, I think people quit too soon, Mike. I think there's a bunch of people today who run into difficulty and think they're the only people on the planet that, that's ever experienced this. And I, I think couples don't recognize the reality of growing isolation that can occur in a marriage relationship. They don't uh, head into marriage aware of that. They think that it's just going to be easy. It's not going to take a lot of work. And then they find themselves surprised later on when it's harder than they imagined. And they start drifting apart and they think something must be wrong with their spouse rather than recognizing, no, marriage takes some work and the two of us need to pull together to make marriage what God intends for it to be. And when you do that, you find marriage can be the most joyful, the most rewarding, the most fulfilling relationship of any relationship on the planet. We're speaking with Dennis Rainey and Bob Lapine of Family Life today. Heard right here on 93.9 KPDQ, weekday mornings at 9.30 and 1 a.m. Monday through Saturdays. Gentlemen, it has been an absolute privilege. Is there anyone you'd like to say hi or thanks to on our way out? I'd just like to say hi to Fred Armisen and Carrie Brownston for, uh, uh, for, all, for, for introducing me to the weirder side of Portland. And I would like to say thanks to uh, your listeners right now who are uh, – 
our donors to Family Life today. Thanks for keeping our broadcast on pay, on KPDQ and keeping us uh, coming to the Willamette Valley uh, strong and uh, communicating God's Word. And uh, I, I've heard about Portlandia. Uh, <laughs> Bob has told me about it. I, I don't watch it, but I do know there's real people in Portland who need the hope of the Bible, and that's what we're all about here on Family Life Today. God bless you, gentlemen. Dennis Rainey and Bob Lapine, the co-hosts of Family Life Today. Thank you so much for joining us right here on True Talk 800. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 